Escape Games Podcast. This is level 108. My face is tired. That's right. We are back with another episode of the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network. Spring break is over. Our hiatus is over. I'm not so much sick anymore. We're Yay. we're all we have mental clarity of a monk. So we're gonna muddy that up with all some us? Dis- Yes, all of us. All of us. And we're gonna muddy that up with some very disgusting talk. I mean, uh, which my little pony character would you want to see their penis of first? That's the kind of discussions that happen on the Geekscape Games podcast. No video games. No just, video games. Just my little pony. Yeah. Don't uh, answer little pony crossover with Transformers. Did they ever have that little nope. pony in Transformers crossover? Uh, let's consult the book of knowledge. My little. I think we can confirm that. Anyways, uh, guys, my name is Carlos, your neighborhood Latino friend in the Geekscape podcast. Uh, shout outs, shout outs to everybody who listens and support us who probably did not refresh their uh, podcast list. You should refresh it right now. You should. Yeah. Refresh it right we're, now. We're popping. We're back. Yes. And we are broadcasting live from a sunny San Diego, live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Geekscape TV. Um, let's see. We've got uh, Turtles1572 in the chat. That's and our darling Rosie. Over. That's Rosie. Hi. Hi, Rosie. Rosie. Oh, Ro- hold on. Let's finish introducing everybody. That, yeah, O'Donnell? I was going to say, I like how you talked about My Little Pony Dick before you introduced the rest of us. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody knows where my heart lies. Priorities are? Mm. I thought your heart laid with me, Shane. <sighs> anyway, uh, so that was Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Hello. How are you? Hi. Say hi to the audience. The fabulous, the voluptuous, the oh. curviest. Mm. Courtney Dossett. Hey, what's Hi. Up? What's up, baby? Hi. What's up, baby? Go say what's up. Hi. 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 I'm no, so Courtney's... tired. Hi, Mrs. Tired. Can we call you so? Fuck you. No. <laughs> um, I uh, um, I'm pl- I'm trying to do a trip down to Santa Monica, uh, for a um, uh, uh, an event down there, and I'm trying to bring Courtney with me so she can meet all you guys and <gasps> see Santa Monica. <gasps> I like sunshine. I live in a yeah. I live in a rain cloud. Mm. Um, so like not having rain is cool. Um, no, like literally every time if you drive in ten minutes in either direction, it won't be raining, but it'll always be raining at my house. <laughs> Come to sunny Sandy, oh, Sandy, oh, fuck. <laughs> Come to sunny Los Angeles, California. It's not it's beautiful right now. Beautiful weather I, all around. I went down to California for a field trip, and guess what happened? What happened? It rained. It rained. Yeah, I know. You can't I five, I five flooded, and we had to drive through a flooded I five. So I don't, I don't trust anything mm. anymore. Everything is rain. <laughs> I'm always just kind of. Well, I mean, I California is technically half a desert, so you got to give up some props. You know, we're all trying right. to recover from I this weird, yeah, dry spell. So it's all yeah. good. No, I was told I was glad for you guys, but at the same time, like, was hoping for a little sunny vacation and got a rainstorm. Hello. Well, this so. time around, you guys will be in good hands. But let's introduce our other commentator yeah he's yes. currently in a tub he's adorable girls, he's luscious the sweetheart of the group yes i think Mr. someone Baby stole Angle. my organs hi i'm adam <laughs> at the acz and i wish my dad loved me as much as he loved <laughs> other things yeah oh so okay. don't feel bad for me adam. oh my god i love you adam i love so you we got daddy issues and mommy issues on the show now yeah. No, no, no. Both my parents <laughs> love me. I love them. It's all good. Yeah. Tell us uh, what that's like. So uh, we're uh, we're still doing. We're still trying to figure out a new uh, uh, format change. We're we're kind of moving things around uh, a bit. Um, so at the top of the hour, we're going to be talking about the stuff we normally talk at the end of the hour. Um, <gasps> so uh, firstly and foremostly, we started a new podcast on the network. Uh, and it's uh, Miss Courtney Dossett's brainchild. So why don't you tell our lovely listeners all about it? Um, well, pop quiz, what's my favorite thing to play? Guys. Um, Clue? <laughs> no. Don't Wake Dick? Daddy? D- D- oh, no. I love Dun- Don't Wake Daddy. I used to have Dun- Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so we have a Dungeons oh. and Dragons. I'm going to say Balderdash. Let's Play podcast <laughs> uh, that we started and we actually got to record two weeks ago. Um, so we have uh, one episode down. We're going to be recording again on Sunday at six Pacific time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty fun. Uh, it's a lot of radio, um, but you guys can come watch us on Twitch and uh, see the beautiful maps that I made by hand. 
You have to use your imagination, everybody. I mean, we do have some. We and uh, our lovely turtles here. That's my friend Rosie. She's on the podcast. Carlos, are you coming on? Yes, it's a six. It's a perfect time slot. Yes, no WrestleMania. There's nothing going on. I'll be there. Yeah. Shane will be there. Mm-hmm. I'll be rolling and for my initiative. It's gonna be good. And Matt Kelly's <laughs> on. Like it's gonna be pretty fun. Um, yeah. So you can watch we, me we, try and juggle that circus. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely had a blast last, last week. We had a blast last week. Where is my chat? Too late. Um, oh wait, I can't like, pervert. I'm a paladin. Shane, are, you can do what you want. I mean, as long okay, as it doesn't good. interfere with your deity's laws, I mean, I don't care. Just know that you're competing with Shane and Matt power. for that position. Shit. Okay. All right. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be the the good headed guy. Good head. Good headed level guy. I'll be a wingman. How about that? I like yes. it. I'll be a wingman. Perfect. Even <laughs> better. That well, works. Yeah. Um. We're having. What the hell? Are we, I'm having like issues with my internet. Uh, what a surprise! Ha! Um, what's going on here? No, 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 we're at 16 kilobits, okay. Uh, yes, so, uh, also stuff around the, the site, um, I will be brutally honest, I haven't really been on the site that much. Ooh, I'm telling, ooh. Um, but I do suggest, um, everybody take a look at Allie's review of Ghost in the Shell and her personal thoughts on the casting of Scarlett Johansson. I saw the movie yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on a, a Thursday. I saw, I saw it on a Wednesday, and um, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about it a little bit at the uh, end of the show. Um, but I, I saw the movie. I definitely it was it was seen. It was it was it was it was seen. I I have seen the movie also. It's definitely a movie that was made and put into theaters. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so yep, yeah, that's that's my. Uh, uh, around the site, ostensibly. Uh, anybody else got anything uh, we want to pimp on the page? Um, if you haven't checked it out yet, even though you can check this out other places, Invader Zim is coming back. TV very, movie with the very, original cast and crew. Excited. That's going to be something fun. It's really cool to see Nick giving like all these old Nicktoons like, a second chance again to properly end. You know, hey Arnold, Rock Who's Modern Life, and now Invader Zim. This is this is a very good time for animation, especially Samurai Jack. I'm yeah. just waiting for amazing. my Angry Beavers. That's all I'm waiting. <laughs> well, right? oh, I Richard that show. Horvitz is also uh, Zim, so who knows? I hope he brings it back. Very cool, very cool. Uh, Courtney Carlos, you got anything uh, you want to pimp on the front page of the website? Um. Uh... My unconditional love for this podcast. If you listen to it, take a minute. Follow each of these individuals on their Twitter page. Follow us. Are we on Google? Google? We're on Google Podcast Music, right? Yep. We are on everything. Follow us there. We're on iTunes. SoundCloud. uh, SoundCloud, baby. Look, we're going everywhere. Look, look. right now you're probably listening. I'm going to just caress your ears and tell you that (laughs) everything's going to be okay. We we back, baby. Shh. No, don't. Don't talk, don't speak. Just listen to us in our hearts. And just take it smooth, baby. We're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about a little bit of some movies and animation. Hey, Shane might talk about some weird-ass shit about dicks with ponies and shit, but it's all good, baby. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm back. Thank you. That's all I want to pimp out. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, so Mass Effect Andromeda has been out for a few weeks now. And there's some problems with it. There's there's some problems with it. Uh, mostly the character models and character animations are bajiggity as uh, all get out. And there's been kind of a lot of um, uh, I want to say splashback, but like uh, um, but, but like uh, EA is in a lot of flack for it. Then there was also a almost a resurgence of a Gamergate issue where uh, a allegedly a very sexy cosplayer was given a job as a facial animator um, and had no prior experience and then everyone started to get on that but then it came out that um, a lot of the facial animations were outsourced um, a lot of the uh, not even the facial animations but the character model animations like walking around as a little bit jiggity um, and they released a patch uh, as well which it I don't know the details of the, of the lazy pet. eyes. It fixed some of the lazy eyes. Yes. It, they weren't necessarily lazy. They were like fucking chihuahua bug out eyes. That was yeah. the problem. 
And no, so they're like soulless, soulless <laughs> eyes. They were creepy. Of a murderer. Everyone looked like a fucking murderer. Every single <laughs> AI, everything looked like they just they just couldn't blink. They just couldn't imagine that they were in a shitty game. That's what, I mean, that's what happened. It looked like something that maybe would have come out in the early to mid thousands, like when I first started looking at video games. Like I started, <laughs> I <was about laughs> like that's how that bad shit. it looked. Yeah. I was like, "What yeah. year is this that they look yeah. this bad?" Yeah. Uh, which is crazy because um, I started reading articles and kind of investigating a little bit. So, uh, if you guys haven't followed this whole Andromeda crazy drama thing that's been going on, <clears throat> and. Uh, Drama duh. Duh. Huh? I was gonna say that pun, but I waited for somebody else to do it. Sorry. Gotcha. I you want someone else to I want someone else to take the blame for it. <laughs> so uh, currently a another uh lead an the ex lead animator that worked on Mass Effect one and two, who's not working currently at Naughty Dog, his work continues on in Uncharted Four. Uh he had a couple things that he had to say about the recent animation um and from what he can tell seems like the team was very un well unprepared uh seems like also that has been confirmed in some sense that there's been some people that left mid midway through production and a couple of shifts because they had a lead animator who left midway through who said that he didn't want to work at ea anymore because it was run by a lot of white people so he left Ooh. wow he left a while back and then after that, um, they had to shift some people around. So if you guys don't know, uh, in the gaming industry, what happens is that if someone can't fill in that seat, they'll just get somebody who's close enough to that seat. And what happens is that if you give a position like that temporarily, that usually causes a lot of backlog with a lot of the animation, with anything in general. It could be game producer, product manager, however you want to put it. Everything's You never put someone who's not trained for that position to be leading a team like that. And something like Mass Effect, which we all know it's, has been really well received for 2 and 3, uh, especially 2. I think 2 yeah. is the best one. And the game is huge, and it's, it has, there's a lot of things that they have to add. You know, animation, uh, there's lighting, there's all this stuff. But this game in itself, Andromeda, just doesn't get it right. And you can tell that I think halfway through they gave up. <laughs> it's as though it's, it's as though as they look back, like they went back to try to see what they had, and they're like, "Oh, this is what we got." So uh, we're under the knife, and we have to finish this project. Five years with forty million dollar budget. I think they could have pushed a little bit more for the budget, and yeah. possibly added another extra two years. And I think this game would have been way better than what we experienced. But right now, it's crowd control at maximum um, level. No, yeah. yes, they're they're doing massive crowd control and they're backpedaling yeah. uh, immensely. But also, the voice acting isn't necessarily yeah. You know what? Amazing. As much either. as is the animation, I think I'm really concerned about these voice actors they hired. I feel like these voice actors they hired are the voice actors for Earth Defense Force. Now, if you don't know what, that, <laughs> not only like true people know what's up. If you don't know what I mean, go look up Earth Defense Force anything, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it felt like a really bad dub of an anime where they were like told uh, I don't know just freestyle it you know I, fe I felt like that's what they were told to do like can you freestyle it like moments of genuine like sadness became almost death staring no soul it was just like a zombie just like looking at the person it's like like I'm sorry mom I'm sorry you're dying yeah <laughs> it's just fucking weird man like well it's ugh and then we were talking about, like, some of the, the lines themselves, like, the actual, mm -hmm. what they were supposed to say were bad. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what was the one? Oh, I yes. can't talk to you right now because oh. my face is tired. Face is tired? <laughs> Who the fuck wrote that? Who? Oh, God. I mean, it, me, sounds, it, it sounds like fanfic from, like, a live journal in, like, 2003. Okay. No, it sounds like a horrible <laughs> live play of Mass Effect. That's what I really, like, yeah. You couldn't even fucking think about it. Let's go LARP Mass Effect in the park. Oh my and god! And record it. I, don't know, I got so for LARPing in the park. It's so bad. And the worst part is that this new update <laughs> apparently is supposed to fix the eyes and fix some of the animation. But even then, there's so many other problems with this game that it's getting. And it's like, guys, just you know, when EA gets a whiff of this, usually they kick them off the curve. That's what usually happens. Yeah. So these people are probably they're 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 on the chopping block. They're on the chopping block. Yep. Done. I have a question because um, I was a big fan of Bioware's Dragon Age series, which is mm -hmm. very similar in 
a lot of ways to Mass Effect, except for instead of in space, it's got dragons, which is my favorite way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oh, noted. Noted. I'll give you a gift card to Bad Dragon for no, your birthday. No, no, God, I've been trying so hard to not bring that up. Anyway. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 not bring up to, what? To give you that, to give you that opening for you to be like, oh, I'll buy you something from Mad Dragon. No. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. But when they did the second Dragon Age the, that was an actual separate game, like, the mm-hmm. storyline for it went downhill. Like, it became a really linear storyline instead of having, like, branching options. So you felt more like you were funneled into doing something, which is not, like, being able to choose and make feel like you can do your own thing is why those games were fun. So mm-hmm. do we know if that happened with this story as well? Uh, so on this one, um, from what I understand, the storyline is not too linear at times but the thing is is that the you know because when you play anything a game like this you want your character to look either close to you as possible so that you feel a sense in the world i feel like that's what happens to everybody unless yeah. you know you don't care yeah. unless it's dark souls because you don't care you don't get to see a character yeah yeah, yeah 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 but i'm saying something like this where you interact with a lot of ais and you're interacting with like team members i feel like um I feel I feel like they should have just like really worked a lot on the character customization because there's only eight faces you can fuck with, and there's like whoa, and then, is there, is, uh, what the fuck was that? Yeah, what was that? I don't Probably know. Nothing. It was me. Probably just oh. someone. Uh, finally, like someone, someone tried to use the bathroom. The yeah, someone's taking shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like just like the the way you can't even create your character, um, and just some of the storyline just feels. I mean, I've watched enough of of Mass Effect Andromeda that it just makes me think that they made it too broy, Like, it's too, like, yeah, we're gonna save the fucking galaxy. Hell yeah. <laughs> instead of instead of the real story, which was in, you know, one was okay, but I think two and three, well, three's not that good in story, but I think two, solid two, I think was, like, Oh, this shit's good. This fucking story is really good. And it's just the choices in, in Andromeda don't seem very different from the other choices that you choose at the end. And it, it, it feels like... It, it also feels like it, it's Twilight in space. Like, everybody feels like, like, a, like a petulant child in mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that I've seen. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know about you guys, but I thought this was better than the first No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, on the the actual topic, um, it is actually very disheartening to hear this because from what I hear, the the main core gameplay of Mass Effect Andromeda is actually really good Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. does have some really cool things, but there's just so much stuff that's holding it back. And for a game that took so long to make, it seems like it was still sort of a rush job. That they like, just tried to get it out. They're like, we need to have this yeah. out for March. And so they're like, push it. Yeah, I think Adam touched on something that I mentioned a couple podcasts ago, which was that I think companies need a longer time to really fix out a lot of games. I'm seeing a really shitty trend in the gaming industry where some games are really rushed and they feel really undone. And we're catching those really quick, really, really, really quick. Uh, Star Wars Battlefield was one. Uh, this, you know, this uh, Fallout feels like that too. Fallout Four feels like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of games this this past year feel like that, and it's starting to get really annoying. And I think people are not gonna take it anymore. And people are gonna get smart. I mean, look what happened to Metal Gear Solid Five. I mean, that game is not complete at all. That game is rushed. That game was rushed too much. And I get it that the games might get expensive, but I feel that if that's a risk you're willing to take, if this is an IP that you really, really care about, you know, like really, really, this is the heart of the company, why rush something like this in five years with an unexperienced team that's never worked on Mass Effect? It's like saying, hey, Shane, uh, I'll give you about like three years to make me a house. You're not going to make a house in three years. It's impossible for someone who doesn't know anything about the world not familiarized and new to this business you know it's like you can't you can't just rush it anymore i think that's the problem is that this is they're they're, they're trying to sneak in like oh they, they can't tell the difference it's it's an alpha build that's fucked yeah. up that's really yeah. fucked up that's a really really horrible practice in the gaming industry and hands then, down 
we we got to give credit where credit is due to Ubisoft. They were the most mm-hmm. egregious person uh, group to have this problem, the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, "Hey, no Assassin's Creed. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna work on the next one and just take our time." Uh, yeah. And when they time. do that, and when they do that, those games are amazing. Yeah, I I really think that that's the problem with the industry is that um, games are being rushed out, and we don't have enough time to play them all. We just yep. don't. And so I know that it's a doggy dog world right now, especially in the gaming industry, because it's a multi-billion-dollar industry. But I generally think if you want the money to drizzle down in a very consistent, like way, I think games should be spaced out. And I think games, blockbuster games, should be released in the summer. Usually, there's like zero good games that come out in the summer, and it's always at the end of the year, off to the end of spring. That's always like yeah. the big contenders. And I feel like the summer's dead, and because the consumer, they think that the consumers are out and about, and you know, having fun in summer. But generally speaking, the majority of the age group has changed. It's not what it used yeah. to be. This is not the '90s where we all used to go outside and go play. And it's it's times have changed. It's different. Yeah, it's it's, it's ISIS is out there. All right, they yeah. don't want our kids. We don't want our kids out there. We want them inside yeah. fighting ISIS on Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, has, uh, I will, oh. I will never forget when Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five launched two years ago. That the update for that game was bigger than the base game itself. The the yep. initial game was like maybe four or five gigabytes, and then like the update was like twenty five. That, yeah. that was just egregious. But um, I will give credit to where credit is due. There there are still some uh, some companies out there that are just like hardcore. Like this game will release when it's ready, and we are taking feedback all throughout development. Like we just talked about how Ubisoft like constantly fucked up, but they I feel like they really turned that chip around in a sense because uh, Watch Dogs Two that was a great game. I absolutely loved that. They basically took everything that was wrong with the first Watch Dogs and basically improved upon it. The other thing is um, Sea of Thieves. That game still isn't out, but it's currently in an alpha, a closed alpha. And they just constantly take feedback every single week and improve upon that game just to make it the most polished it can be. And I am so happy that there are still companies out there dedicated to that. Yeah, I think another company we should give a shout-out to is Insomniac Games. Um, I was reading an interview about their new Spider-Man game, and they're taking their sweet time with that as much as possible. It is a very, you know, there hasn't been a good Spider-Man game. Well, there's a couple good ones, but... You know, that hasn't been a really good one that has stood out. And to give... I can't, know, I can't remember. Was Friend or Foe a good one? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I skipped out on that one. I don't know. Because I remember that was what the last Spider-Man game I know that was really hyped up. Yeah, I don't think it did well. But I feel like Insomnia games... 4.9 out of 10. Oh. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> the Spider-Man so, franchise in general just kind of ends up sucking. Hey, Spider-Man Spider-Man 2 for GameCube and Spider-Man 1 for N64 are great games. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Was that like yeah, 30 years ago? Good, yeah. good 30 games, years ago. But they haven't aged well. <laughs> they haven't aged well for shit. They have not aged well. And that, that's the thing now. Now we're gonna see a lot of that coming up. But that's the thing. If, if the companies are willing to take more time and to say, look, we, we're not gonna put a game out this year maybe a demo but we still have like another two years of production to continue great hey yeah i want this game to be great i'm gonna pay you 60 dollars, and i want 60 dollars out of it so if you can give me 100 hours or 80 hours full of gameplay that i can really enjoy sure i'll, I'll, I'll cough up the 60 bucks and if you're gonna add dlc why not if i feel like it's worth it you know yeah. I think that's the problem too is that companies tend to follow this weird trend where they go yeah we'll give you the alpha of the game and then the DLC, uh, it'll be the shit that we took out because, you know, we didn't want to give you the full game. That's the fucked up thing about it. Also, I hope, it, they, oh, oh. I hope it changes. It will change this year for sure, hands down. Also, in like another reality, you could just be like, um, you could just be like, we're a platonic and you'd just be like, hey, this game's coming out when it's coming out. We're not giving a release date until we're literally finished with this game, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the the, the 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 problem you run into that is that these companies like EA have investors and they've got boards that they answer to oh, yeah. and yeah, and these people are so 
um, disconnected from how the gaming market oh, yeah. works. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah that yeah. you get you get these you get the fat cats up in City Hall mm-hmm. uh, that that, that want to say, hey, I'm pulling the money. This I'm the VC. Like I'm in charge of this. This is what we're gonna. You know, there better be. I hey my my son. He's ten years old. He's got a Mass Effect. He's amazing. Tremendous. Huge. Uh, we need a new Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Talk capitalism right. ruins the party again. Um, that sounds, has, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Is there any other like giant titles that have been super hyped that just fell so flat? Like Mass Effect Andromeda has. Mm, I mean, we all we all know my my love no relationship Sky. with Assassin's Creed. No Man's Creed. Sky. Because, no like, Sky. I guess it could technically be argued that's an indie title, but then again, Sony invested their money in that to make it an exclusive yeah. and back up the game's development. So technically, it's not. Mm. You know what we should give a shout out to though? Shout outs to games like Abzu. If you guys have not checked it out, it's a yep. fucking amazing it game. It's really good. I think it's on it, sale on Steam right now sale. too. It it's on up. sale on Amazon right now. Just shout out. Amazon has it for fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> shout out to Amazon. We know you're listening. Hell yeah! Hey, fourteen ninety nine physical copy. That game is like seriously a very underdog game it's um, really beautiful if you want to play like a really chill game and just enjoy the the atmosphere ah beautiful game beautiful, um, game, beautiful music on steam it's it six dollars and the deluxe edition oh. is eight dollars and 23 cents so right, if you're up, cheap up, and don't care about physical copies uh, steam's the way to go okay. i haven't played i haven't played either of these games but i hear great stuff uh first inside that came out last year creators of limbo and this yep. other game called Night in the Woods that's been getting a lot of like attention lately. So definitely check yeah, those games um, out. What is Night in the Woods about again? Uh, Night in the Woods is basically like this weird tale about like a college student coming back from college and co- going back to like move in with their parents in this like small town. And basically, like the fr- it's basically the front is used with like they're like just like animals and stuff the caricatures and stuff but the mm-hmm. game takes itself very seriously with the uh story it's telling it's a side scroller it looks cute yeah all right uh you know persona what is 5. cute though that i was gonna what say is- that you know what is cute persona 5 you know what else is cute Me. atlas being super tough and saying hey party people who love persona who want to stream it uh, if you guys stream it whatsoever, we're gonna take all of our power to make sure that your channel is a blocked, b suspended, and c. Uh, if you keep furthering pushing spoilers, that we will take further action. That's Atlas statement as of uh, yesterday, actually Tuesday. Which correct. which is so surprising for a company like Atlas. Yeah, uh, and the and the funny thing about this Shane is that this game's been out in Japan for six months now. So, uh, what's the big fucking whoop? They've been posting shit up on YouTube. Japan's been posting shit up since six months. What I read was you couldn't stream or post anything past a certain in-game date. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that it had something to do, and the quote I read was, our masters in Japan. So, I think it has something to do with, like, Japanese execs not wanting it to be spoiled for not Japanese. It doesn't What do the goddamn know about anything? (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my. Chad. Anyways, I would say that as much as I can agree on some sense because this is a single player experience, okay, I get it. People need to have that experience for themselves. Cool. I understand that. But the thing is, is when you say something like this to fans, they revolt and they do the opposite. This is, this is bad, pe- wait, bad wait, community wait, management. Wait. What if they knew that? And they were doing it on porpoise, <coughs> purpose. They were doing it on uh, porpoise, uh, purpose. No. And w- YouTubers are going to revolt and do all this uh, free advertising. Saying no, they would. They would just no. show all the fucking spoilers. That's all they're going to do is push spoilers on NeoGaf, push spoilers on Twitter. And really for everybody. Gonna, or we're one thing it. that we didn't want it to happen. Well, I've I've actually heard that uh, like Atlas has already been. Just striking stuff down for Persona 5 spoilers. Yeah. And, yeah, um, interesting. Basically, like, 
I, I understand where they're coming from. Again, this is like a big game. This is like probably their mm. biggest game that they're trying to push, you know. You know, this game was, it's finally winter 2014. We're finally getting this game. But, um, <laughs> but you know, they, they, they don't want it to be spoiled because they know there are a lot of people. The only problem is this game's been out in Japan for about six months. And the fact that if people like me just want to sit back, relax, and maybe watch somebody just stream the game because God knows I don't have a PS3 or a PS4, then let let them. Let them stream that. It's it's the person who's watching the stream who decides, hey, am I going to let this be spoiled for me or not? So, it, 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 again, it's just very odd for Atlas to do something like this. It's really weird. If It's like... It's too... Uh... It's almost like, dude, you never threaten your fans like that. First of all, you never threaten anybody like that. Yeah, that's I another get it thing. If it's a strike down, you know. Like, I, I, I get it if you were like just saying like, hey, heads up, blah 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 blah. But like, it, it, it came off a bit threatening, you know. The, the, the letter. It it's like, it it's like we will pursue you and strike you down. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh gosh, okay, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would have been better if they said something like, we would really appreciate it. If our fans retract from streaming from this date, you know, to not spoil, blah blah blah, like um, as a community, blah, blah blah, it's just you have to control it. You know, it's so like I think Japan, as much as they do good sometimes, um, I think the industry is falling back because it's almost too strict, and I think that will affect eventually future games. Now, don't get me wrong; there's been a couple of good games that have come out from Japan uh, that have changed the way you know video games are supposed to be played or, or how the kind of genre that it is and they're learning slowly they're learning and they're seeing the benefits of it I think just because they look at Americans they're like oh they want all this stuff and it's like we can't do that you know we can't break our tradition but we broke tradition here in the states like as far as video game development and indie developers and yeah. they see how much how much success they get and so they are noticing little by little but i think eventually um this will bite alice in the ass i mean it kind of sucks because people are really sensitive and they are going to take that as a really crazy threat and do the opposite to what alice wants and that's not what alice wanted from the beginning so i don't know i feel like a choice of a poor choice of words that could truly affect the company yeah, I, I do feel like it's legitimately from a good place. They really don't want anyone's experience to be ruined. But in the same mm-hmm. fact, you have to really think about how many people are going to be buying the game and how many people just aren't going to care. That people just want to yeah. go and, you know, watch something. Because whether we like yeah. to or not, it's pretty crazy how many people prefer to watch video games over play them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do that with certain games. I I don't want to buy it because I don't think I'll enjoy it that much. Or I'll sometimes I'll I'll stream a game first and then buy it after because mm. it was fun to watch. But I'm not sure yet if I want it or not. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. me personally, I uh, go to Let's Plays to watch the specific personalities, um, not mm-hmm. for the game. And there's been a few times where, um, in the case of the Game Grumps, when they finished uh, Bloodborne, that actually sold me on it, and I went out and bought the game and mm-hmm. and and played. Yeah, 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 I think that oh. makes that makes everybody decide. Um, you know, it's free marketing. You know, it's free marketing yeah. for everybody. Uh, Sorry, we had I, a I slight that's... programming error. I I left the audio up for one of the trailers running in our, oh my our stream. I do I do apologize. Well, uh, uh, let me finish my thought though. Um, sure. But also um, the same personalities. Um, there's times where I will not watch a game that I want to play. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, again, in the case of the game Grumps, they are playing Breath of the Wild, but they're going to a place where I haven't been yet. So I stopped watching. I stopped watching the show. Um, mm-hmm. And so that. But there's people that, um, like, again, in the case of the Game Grumps, uh, I watched them do the a Let's Play of Inside, and I was maybe two or three episodes in, I was like, damn, I'm going to buy Inside. And then they finished it, and I was like, there's no reason for me to, to buy it. It's There's no reason for me to buy that game. And so that was a sale that was lost uh, because of Let's Playing. 
but that mm-hmm. might have that there's so many circumstances to that it's a type of game it's a you know fifteen dollar game it's blah 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 um, so, sorry sorry for cutting you off to, to, to quickly build upon you Shane I'm just going to really quickly say this I actually just recently had a similar experience um I just recently picked up a Dragon Quest VIII for the 3DS because um, I remembered that Easy Allies had done like a little discussion video and just listening to them just discuss Dragon Quest VIII for 3DS and how passionate they were about the game and talking about how much they love this game without completely giving away stuff, I decided, you know what, I I love the passion, I'm really going to pick this up. I feel like... As a person who hasn't played Dragon Quest ever, I can easily just walk into this game from what they're saying, and I'll I'll leave my impressions of Dragon Quest Eight for later. Okay. Um. So in, in the in the topic of, of streaming, I know Nintendo kind of locked everybody down um, a few years ago. Uh, it's just another case of like the Japanese um, uh, not completely understanding what the the ecosystem. Yeah. Uh. So uh, what else you guys want to talk about? Oh, Have we talked about like games really we played yet? Uh, no. We were supposed to do it at the top, but we didn't. We'll do it at yeah, the end. It's like we never we'll do, do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. Uh, uh, we got sorry, u- ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah. Uh, ukulele is not getting good scores right now. <clears throat> it's getting, okay, wait. No, it's, it's eight. It, That's a good score. It's, it's good. It's getting better than a four. It's getting mixed reviews. Because, yeah, it's getting mixed, getting mixed. And I will say, I don't think people should really be... Uh, I see already people already making the comparisons to Mighty Number no. 9 and all this stuff. I even saw mm-hmm. a really funny uh, picture which uh, compared the Metacritic score of Ukulele to Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, and the Nuts and Bolts Metacritic was higher. I, I, I actually enjoy Nuts and Bolts, but that's not the case here. Um, I don't think this is something to um, really get up in arms about. You know, games are always mm-hmm, going to be mm-hmm. divisive... People are always going to like a game that you won't, or you're going to like a game that someone else doesn't. I'm just going to exactly. say this, though. Please stop DDoSing Jim Sterling's site every time he reviews a game now. Just please mm-hmm. stop that. <laughs> you know, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of Jim Sterling. I mean, like, there's just something about him I don't like. I don't, I don't know like him. But back to the topic of ukulele. Um, I think the game's going to be fine. I'm probably going to enjoy yeah. the game. I just recently uh, pre-ordered the toy box. I just pre-ordered the game itself and played through the toy box a couple days ago. Um, I can definitely see why people would have trouble with it. Some of the physics are a bit wonky, but other than that, it's still in- insanely charming, and I'm still excited for the game. Yeah, I feel like people um, got to stop and think that they made this game specifically for people who really love that old Banjo-Kazooie feel. So if you're expecting like really crazy over the top like new experience it's it's there in some sense surprisingly there but um it is this is for the fans you know i think people are taking this game and ripping it into pieces and be like well, this game is not bringing anything new to the table i'm like yeah fucker because this game is not for you it's for banjo kazooie fans like and i think grew up. i think that puts it into a really weird situation because it got so much attention on kickstarter and it got mm-hmm. all of its funding and then some that it was thrust into this limelight. Like it was it was originally planned for like just a PC release or mm-hmm. super, super limited, and then it's on all the consoles on everything now. And I think yeah. people uh, are I think I think they were they're... always planning on going to uh Yeah, it, it was originally PC, but a lot of the early script stretch goals were like, you know what, we are bringing this to other consoles. <laughs> Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that was that was the stretch goal, but you know, we have to look at it from if we only get our bare minimum, this is what the product is going to be. And a lot of people saw that and there's a lot of fans that want that game. And but because yeah. of all the attention it's getting, all how well it did, it's putting it into AAA status when it's not a AAA game. Mm-hmm. It's not a AAA game. I yeah, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I mean, I I wouldn't say, you know, I it's, 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 it's an indie it's, game. I wouldn't really say it's also a good excuse just to say, oh, it's a game for fans, but, you know, it, it'd be nice for a game that's created that, like, anyone can usually jump into. But I, I will say, yeah, well, the thing is, like, what Platonic promised, they, they pretty much delivered. They're like, hey, all we're doing is making a 90s platformer. That's it. A, a 90s mm-hmm. collectathon platformer. That And they did it. They delivered on that, so... 
You know, there's there's not really much to complain about. You know, we I mean we technically we have to save judgment till the actual game comes out. We we don't know how the game mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. actually be, but you know I I'm thinking I'll probably enjoy myself, and if not, you know that's something that um I'm sure the Platonic team can take in stride. You know, if anything, they have that rare blood in them, and even if it people end up not enjoying it, that'll just That'll just basically make them work harder on their next project, just to make sure it meets yep. people's demands. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. Well, let's hope. The one thing we cannot hope, though, is that Ghost in the Show movie bombed this past weekend. Uh, which which oh, man. sucks. It sucks. Yes, because um, I can see why everyone's a little a little uh, frustrated on how this movie was taken and. Um, and it's weird because the people who are complaining have only watched one, one, A, uh, just the Ghost in the Shell movie and never bother watching Arise or Ghost in the Shell the series and never actually said, they never actually, well, only on the first one and Arise and never really mention if she was actually Japanese or not, well, whatever. But yeah. they're all taken in different aspects and different endings and different be- humble beginnings. It's all different. It's all weird. So I feel that I get it that this was supposed to be similar to the Japanese movie in a sense, but it's Americanized and it's like I tend to stop and think. I'm like, did you have you? I always ask, have you guys ever watched a Japanese produced movie based off an IP? And people go, no. And I'm like, exactly. Go watch one and then come back to me and tell me how Ghost in the Shell looks like shit. Because if you watch Attack on Titan. The movie that came out in Japan, it is the biggest piece of shit movie I have ever seen. <laughs> is it really that bad? In my fucking life. It is horrible. Shane, you should watch it just to laugh at how stupid the Titans look, dude. It look fucking horrendous. Uh, uh, horrendous the Attack on Titan horrendous. makes me really uncomfortable. Like, the whole mm-hmm. getting eaten alive thing makes me weird. I can't watch. I've, I've watched an episode of the show the, and I was like, nah. The only movie that actually I really enjoyed watching... Oh, God, is she... She's naked. Oh god, she's naked. Uh oh, I forgot she gets naked. Um, I was playing the only Ghost in the Shell. That I actually, really enjoyed. Uh, Banned, fired, you're done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, was uh not Tenchi Muyo. What's that stupid samurai Muyo? Um, Ronin Kenshin. The, yeah. the real, the real movie is actually really good and it's really well yeah. done, choreographed, beautiful. It's awesome. Yep. But a good handful of movies that are done in Japan. Their CG is not good. I think they're a little behind on the movie aspect of CG, and it's gonna take a while. But I just hated that seeing Ghost in the Shell bomb like this because of all this other stuff coinciding with it. Like, so, I can understand people's frustration, but this this version is not it's not our version of what we think Ghost in the Shell should be. This is their version. So, so I I have a I have some. St- strong opinions about this mm-hmm. oh no um, I saw them I saw the movie um, and I enjoyed it mm-hmm. the the problem that it's gonna run into that it it ran into with the original anime in the 90s was mm-hmm. it's gorgeous it's amazing to look at but the story is just kind of whatever mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's just it's it's not an amazing story and in in the case of the live action movie it's pretty generic. Like it's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty generic. Um, it's uh, it's basically. Do you guys remember that game Oni that Bungie made in like the early nineties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's like that. that. It's 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 like that. The story is just whatever, very predictable. Um, mm. The problem, I mean, and, and everybody really wants uh, wanted a Japanese actress to play, and mm. the the thing that I think is really telling is. And I, and I don't know, and this might be a weird leading question, but when when you, who would you think, off the top of your head, should have played uh, Motoko Kusanagi? I, I, I don't know. Any... Isn't that part of the problem, though, is that there aren't enough, like, yeah, Asian non-white actors? Yeah, like, yeah. non-white and actresses that's... in lead roles, and so maybe we should try and find some people to elevate to that status mm-hmm. instead of just being Abs- like, no, I'm going to put in Angelina Jolie again, because well, abs- her name. Absolutely, but... Absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. But the response I always got was, "Oh, the the chick from Pacific Rim." But there's chick? your problem. No, nobody knows her name. Who? And 
and the, the, the only Japanese girl in Pacific Rim that was a lead. And when Paramount wants to sell tickets, they're not going to put on the poster the girl from Pacific Rim. They're going to put Scarlett Johansson, um, who, who did a good job. She did a good job. And the way they explained her whiteness... I personally felt it was it made sense in the universe that they put together. Uh, another thing that I've noticed is that a lot of this professional victimhood that's been thrown around um, is not reciprocated by Japanese people. Uh, the director of the original 1995 movie said, "We've we've he he said I love Scarlett Johansson. I wanted her to to, to play." The major, uh, she's doing a perfect job. We, we don't know why everyone thinks it's a racial issue. Uh, she's a robot, and her race was never defined mm-hmm. in the in the show. Yep. And look at look at an anime. Look at look at any anime. You have any high school anime. You have the blonde haired, blue eyed anime character. You have the brown haired, brown eyed anime character. They all have the same faces, just different colored hair. Yep. It's 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 how people in, interpret it, yeah. and the 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 problem, or I wouldn't say problem. I th- I would say the accidental racism to quote an LL Cool J song. Yeah. The accidental racism is just because it's a Japanese IP, you're automatically saying they're all Japanese, mm-hmm. and isn't that racist? Why would a Japanese IP? Why would a Japanese IP not want to put American people in the, in their their products or in their their show or their anime and it's so good you just said that right now because the new full metal alchemist movie live movie by the way uh is not being played by any white person there it's an all asian cast but in well that's kind of, of bad isn't it because the characters of full metal alchemist are european aren't they exactly that's yeah. the thing i'm trying to say it's like that's the problem. We're, we're, everyone's hitting like this weird, like, well, it's supposed to be this way. No, it's supposed to be that way. There's a lot of this mixed confusion, but I feel like people who hop on this, like, well, you know, Ghost in the Shell, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did you ever watch the first movie? Because it talks about how she thinks she's not who she is because she thinks she's something else created by somebody else internally the google whole, transhumanism <laughs> yeah pretty much and it talks about like it's really heavy on theory of ai's like transferring your head your mind your thoughts to an ai what does that mean to you you know what i'm saying like does that still mean you have free will of who you are and is it do you who still you, have a soul do you still have a soul are you who you think you are you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's it's like no one ever bothered watching the movies it's like they saw like the action clips and that's it it's like they yeah. just typed in ghost in the shell action on youtube and never bothered actually sitting down and watching the movie is because the whole time she's asking herself am i who i think i am or is it just yeah. an implant that's been put on me that's the whole point of the movie and i feel like it didn't transfer so well into the real life movie that that would have probably made it things more better. But you, did you did yeah. you see the the live action? I did. I did see the live action one. And what I did you, what did you what did you think about how they handled the the race change? I feel that this was handled not the way I expected to because of just the the background of what's going on. Yeah. I would have loved it more if that was still mysterious and she kept asking who the fuck she is. And gotcha. I, because I've watched the final ending of the movie of the 1995 one and this one and I feel like th- the way the anime ended was beautiful because it, it it creates a kind of like shit what does happen if two AIs who are not who they say they are become one to become somebody new does that mean that life does exist in a, in a certain cybernetic world you know, it's like Matrix shit, you know? If you watch The Matrix, that's what it's based off of. Based off Ghost yeah. of the Shell. A good shit of it is based off Ghost of the, Ghost of the Shell. Um, so the and- way they handled this ending and this one, I feel like, man, like, you could have done just good just to just not even give that out and be really heavy on the on the text, you know? Like, make everything look beautiful. Okay, action scenes, whatever. But just make it, you know, 
make it make it make you think on, on yeah make it think and be like make the audience think don't don't make the audience think that they're stupid challenge the audience that's good filmmaking you know that's like filmmaking 101 you unless it's a fucking comedy or a scary movie you always give them the answer if it's a drama if it's a mystery or a science fiction movie you never give them the answer let the audience answer it themselves let them come up with a discussion you know what I mean? That these are the type of movies. Like I felt like this fucking movie should have done that. If they would have yes. done that, then people would have been like, they people would have been like, oh shit, you gotta watch the movie because it's not what you think it is. You know? That's that's yeah. right there. That in itself would have been like, maybe she isn't the major. Maybe, maybe it's something else. You see? But this movie gave it out, and that was this weird thing. It, it, it was just I don't think the guy really understood the anime that much to be like shit. I bet the companies were behind him going like, no, you can't make it too difficult. You know, audiences are pretty stupid, which in fact, it is true. There's a lot of fucking people that are fucking stupid, <laughs> but, yep. but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I want to assume all of them are, but I'm just saying like, don't, don't make a stupid challenges. Be a good filmmaker. Write the yeah. script. I'm not saying directly off the movie uh, of the anime, but make, make the audience think. You got to make them think, dude. You got to, you got to implant that like, talkative thing you know when it's a good movie when you walk out of there and you start talking about it and you're like did that really happen i don't know you know th- those are things that that a really good filmmaker does do well and i yes. feel like this movie didn't hit those notes and it didn't make you think it didn't make you wonder what was actually going on was actually happening or what was the i would love to somebody. see a director's cut of this hey you know what mad max did it and it looks great Mad Max yeah. had a great director's cut. It's fucking long, but it's amazing. So I would like to see. I, it. Feel, I feel like, and I, I, feel like I, they do. I just the the amount of praise and admiration and support the original uh, cast and crew of the anime mm-hmm. was giving this film. Um, it, it's people are the, the the negative reaction because of the casting. It it feels it feels to quote the director like somebody has an agenda mm-hmm. and and that's not to say bad thing and i do agree with what courtney says you know there needs to be you know uh, of course you know, i would definitely. love to i mean you know i love me uh, i love me a, nope. any actor or actress mm-hmm. that does a good job oh i thought you were gonna say something racist sorry what, what the wow, courtney. Fuck? courtney i love no. i wow. love your alarm courtney i love it i fucking love your alarm it was great <laughs> you're wow. on it. that shit a millisecond in <laughs> wow sorry yeah Jesus I'm sorry. Christ. How many times have we had to bleep you out? Um, excuse me. We? No, 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 no. How many times have you had to self-censor and post? Because it's funny. Too, too I could leave it in, but it's funny. Um, um, if I can just say a couple things about the Ghost in the Shell. Um, absolutely. Sorry for steamrolling you. No, no, it's okay. Um, my problem with the film isn't much about Scarlett Johansson. I thought she does a great job. My problem is I feel like they, you can s- clearly see a lot of the, um, a lot of the stuff that the animes and the movies try to get across, but it feels like they tried cramming like everything into this one film. And I don't really feel like they did a good job of doing that. I don't feel like the supporting cast, which I thought was, I thought the supporting cast had, like, great potential because the supporting cast is yes. so diverse and cool, but I felt yes. they were very underutilized. Um, Scarlett Johansson, I actually do like her. She does a great job. Although, um, again, the way they sort of... Ex- her, her performance was a little robotic, though. Well, the way they sort uh-huh. of explain it at the end, you know, blah, blah, blah. I do think it was... I, I, I didn't like it. I, I thought it was pretty bad. It's sort of like them trying to address the fact of the whitewashing controversy, but it's, like, failing to do that. It feels like they're just, mm-hmm. like... Again, it tries to feels like they try to have their cake and eat it too, and it just kind of doesn't work. It actually kind of reminds me of Get Out, which is <laughs> in a bad way because it's like, oh, what Get Out, basically like Get Out's twist. That's sort of what they did here in Ghost in a Shell, and that's kind of embarrassing for Ghost yeah. in a Shell. No, I I can I can see where you're coming from. That uh, another thing I like to point out that there is a heavy heavy Japanese. Uh, cast on this show and one of the the leads uh is beat Takeshi Katano and he only speaks Japanese through the whole movie. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Like and and Takeshi Takano is a, like a, a huge huge 
Japanese, um, you know, film star. Yeah. Uh, not I mean, I, the only, uh, the only, what's his mainstream uh, U.S. Um, uh, Western exposure? Does anybody know? No idea. Takeshi's Challenge, like, John Tron. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, he uh, is on Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. <laughs> oh, he is. You're right. You're right. He's one of the yep. hosts. I was about to yep. say that. I was like, damn, was that fucking he's Vic Romano game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's Vic Romano, yeah. but uh, he's he's a he's he's a Scarlett Johansson of Japan, and he yeah. was in this movie. He's in a lot. No one's giving get... no one's giving credit for that. Yeah, um, but yeah, but I'm, I'm white, see... so I'm not allowed to have an opinion well, on this. One thing yeah. I do want to say, just to close out this topic, is that I feel like if you're Americanizing something Japanese, I think it's completely fine if you Americanize it. You know. Because Japan, Japan has their own versions of these animes live action already. So if you're complaining yeah. about that, don't just watch that live action one. But like, I don't have a problem with them Americanizing an anime as long as it's done good. So I'm already gonna mm. warn you, people. Netflix's Death Note takes place in Seattle, in America. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of stuff about that too. So. And I think I think the what what you need to keep in the forefront of your mind is it is a adaptation. The original still exists. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going away. It's not getting deleted. It's not and being replaced. <laughs> it's not being replaced. All right. There's not going to be a law that says you have to forget the past. Um, and Death Note is st- Death Note. Yes, is taking place in Seattle. And all of us who love the original feel it's very foreign mm-hmm. and it's different. And we might not like different, and we're gonna treat it more harshly. To me, though, but Willem Dafoe. To think of Willem Dafoe is gonna be fucking he amazing. Is, and I, I just want to say, I feel like Death Note is a story that you could, that could usually, that could really take place anywhere. Actually, I think that's yes. the cool thing about Death yes. Note, because it could literally happen to anyone in any country. That's the thing about Death Note. Yeah, like that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what do you say we wrap wrap up the show, guys? Yeah. Sure. Is there anything anything last you guys really want to get in there? Oh yes, please. Uh, go check out Mondo. Uh, they make some cool, awesome vinyls, and they're printing a lot of awesome video game soundtracks. They just I just re- recently purchased Castlevania's three soundtrack. It is fucking amazing. The artwork is amazing. Uh, they're gonna come out with more Castlevania. They're gonna come out with Symphony of the Night on vinyl. Very cool. It's fucking awesome. And if you like Space Odyssey 2001, they're they're reprinting uh, the vinyl of that. So much cool vinyl stuff. If you want to go pick that out, go check out Mondo. Uh, I I picked this up through a friend of mine's and uh, good stuff. If you like, if you're into video game vinyl, they also have they also have Shinobi Three soundtrack on vinyl. Holy shit. Go check it out. It's cheap. It's like twenty bucks. It's twenty bucks. Yeah. can't go wrong yeah. with it. It's not that bad. Uh, yep. Mondo is always like super hard to get their stuff though. Oh, it's the best though. It's the best one. I thought you were talking about stickers, not records. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Yeah, I'm ruined. Anything it. you want to say? You want to say? Are we going to talk about our games? Or are we done? Well, well let's uh, let's let's save it for next week. Let's save it for next week. Okay. Okay. Then no. Sounds good. Sorry. Sorry. No. We're we're at an hour. Fine. I know. We talked. We rambled. We did. We talked really good. We did good I mean, things, yeah. guys. You guys yeah. are always good. so surprised when we hit an hour. Because <laughs> if we get uh, an extra hour, that means an extra hour of Shane uh, editing and uh, fixing up stuff. Yes. Yes. That's true. All right. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening yep. to our show. Um, yes. As always, you can find us on Geekscape.net on Twitter at Geekscape Game, live twitch.tv slash Geekscape TV. Come, come, come. Join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups. That's groups with an S slash Geekscape Games Podcast. That's groups slash Geekscape Games Podcast. We want to have an amazing community. We want to talk to our listeners. Interaction is so much fun to know that people are enjoying our product. You can follow me on Twitter at Shane O'Hare. I am SS Jaken on gaming platforms. Uh- We've been I, doing this I, for over two years. Someone every jumping. single time. My name's Adam, and you can find me at Club Penguin and at www.play.clubpenguin.com. Um, Rip. Please, please send all your membership info to me so I can steal it. Can't steal what doesn't exist. 
Uh, you can follow me on Neopets at Angry Bananas. You can follow me <laughs> everywhere, also on everywhere Angry. Oh, you can follow me on Zuzu Pets website as well. Zuzu at, Pets. Oh my God, I haven't Angry heard bananas. that. Um, yeah, follow me everywhere on all my social media stuff. Angry Bananas. Uh, it's cool. I like to talk shit about video games. So. Oh my God, this hamster. She's so cute. I want to fuck it. Whoa. Her name is Num Nums. Whoa. Yikes. Anyways, Courtney, how can people follow you? Ah, you can find me on Instagram at uh, GeekyGirlAK and pretty much on any gaming platform is GeekyGirlAK. And if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at AKGeekyGirl. Yum Nums, Jilly, and Bean. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Uh, We're going to be doing our... Loot Crate, Loot Crate. Do we sell that Loot Crate? I don't think it exists anymore. It does. I looked at it. There's no discount. It's the same price. Doesn't work. Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, check us out Sunday, uh, six, 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 six. Courtney, what, what's going on Sunday? Six Pacific time. You can come watch us play D and D. That's going to be pretty great. Uh, Actually, uh, correction. It's, it's Pacific daylight savings time. Just, just, okay, just I don't understand. I'm just saying Pacific you because me. You I don't know. Me. Um, so yeah, come watch us play D and D. Come listen to uh to us, you know, shuffle through this world that I've created, and and uh, it's fun. Be dorks. It's good fun. It's fun. Let's see who dies first. Uh, I love, I love the character that I'm playing. It depends I've on. I've, I've perfected her over many years. I'm playing a girl. It depends on who pisses me off the most. I'm not that kind of DM. I'm kidding. I'm the little sister. Sorry, everybody. We'll see you guys back next week. Well